Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Tim Brads from Legacy Wealth Holdings. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Rama, I appreciate you having me. Thanks for thanks for the invitation. I'm excited to be here. Sure, sure. Thank you. And a little bit about Tim. Tim is the founder and CEO of Legacy Wealth Holdings. He focuses on vision casting, marketing, supporting his team of A players. He has built his company on integrity, fairness, transparency. Tim has dedicated his professional life to studying wealth building, personal finance. Working in real estate, Tim has learned how to create a passive income that allows him to live the lifestyle of his choice. His goal is to educate and empower others to become financially free through entrepreneurship and real estate investment. So with that, Tim, you, you're dedicated your professional for building wealth building and personal finance. So would you elaborate on that? Yeah, I, you know, I, when I was going through school, my dad was a was a full-time police officer. And I remember uh, him saying, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, all that kind of stuff. But he had a part-time business of security, personnel security uh, for hospitals and factories and apartment complexes even. And in that, his part-time business, he made almost twice as much as, as he made in his full-time job as a police officer. And Although he was telling me to go and get a, go to work for somebody else, I saw him making money as an entrepreneur owning his own business. And so that always really appealed to me. So I went down that road and studied entrepreneurship and started learning about personal finance and money and uh, all these different kinds of things. And that led me to real estate in you know, 2003 to 2007 when I was going through college and uh, uh, got all excited about it, decided I wanted to become a real estate investor and when I graduated in 2007, uh, I thought that you became a real estate you know, professional by getting your real estate license. So I, I ended up moving out to New York City. I'm from Ohio originally, and I got my real estate license. And then I brokered a, a commercial lease on a retail space, 400 square feet for $10,000 a month. And uh, just realized I need to own real estate instead of broker real estate. And, uh, and that's when I started investing in real estate. I moved down to Charleston, South Carolina, Started out in the single family world and eventually started buying multifamily in 2012. And uh, today I have a little over $400 million of a real estate portfolio. Awesome. Great, great journey. So how did you get into real estate and multifamily space? Yeah, you know, the market, you know, 10, 12 years ago was very different than it is today. Today, there's a lot of money and not a lot of deals. 12 years ago or 10 years ago when I bought my first apartment, there were deals everywhere, but money was much more difficult to come by, at least for you know, a, a someone newer, a younger kid starting out. You know, I was uh, 25, 27 years old when I started, when I bought my first apartment. And so, uh, you know, you had to get creative, right? I, I, I did a lot of creative financing. I, I uh, figured out ways on how to get involved in deals without using any of my own money. I started bringing on private money investors. And that just kind of scaled as I showed that I knew what I was doing and how I was doing it. It was it allowed me to then, um, you know, raise more money because then I had more business acumen, I had more experience, and I had more credibility in that space. So the most important thing is just get going, go out and do a deal, 
and uh, and then start thinking bigger, right? Realize that you don't have to, because you start in single family, you don't need to stay in single family. You can start scaling up and getting into bigger properties. And uh, I organically grew. I never really just jumped into a hundred unit apartment building. I bought an eight unit and then I bought another eight unit and then I bought a 14 unit and then I bought a 23 unit and then a 31 unit. And I organically grew until I had a couple hundred doors in my portfolio. And that allowed me to go get a seat at the table to make a bid on a 120 unit apartment complex or a you know 200 unit apartment complex. And it gave me a lot more credibility with brokers, you know? And so, you know, you can jump into those big deals right out of the gate, like early on, or you can organically grow your portfolio to a couple hundred doors like I did. And, uh, you know, I don't think any one is better or worse than the other. I would be doing both at, at the same time. Got it. Now you are almost holding like, you know, 3000 plus units. So tell me like, how did you build your team? So what are the important components required to building a strong A-class team? Well, I think that's what you just said is the key is it's not, it's not a solo sport, right? Like when I was uh, in single family, you can go and do deals on your own in single family. And uh, it's not that difficult to not bring on partners in multifamily. It is a team sport. You got to have a team of, of smart people, right? Like you're, you're working in commercial real estate. You're only dealing with people who are sophisticated investors. They're buying these properties, these commercial properties, for investment purposes. So it's not like single family where there's a, you know, somebody inherited a property or, and, and you get a little bit of that in, in commercial, but you know, it's a lot happens a lot more often in single family where somebody inherited a property or there's a divorce taking place and they need to liquidate their assets and they don't care about the money side of things. You know, it's, it's a lot more dollars and decimals in the commercial real estate side where they're looking at the financial aspects of it. So you need people who are pretty sophisticated and know how to underwrite those deals. And I think the tough part for me early on was I didn't have a lot of money to then, you know, pay overhead and pay salaries to bring on A players onto my team. So I had to get creative on how do I attract these, these high quality individuals to my organization? And, and I did it in a couple of ways. Uh, first was uh, they have they have you know part-time employees or fractional employees as well like my bookkeeper for instance she started out working for me you know one hour per month and then it turned into you know half a day per month and then it turned into a full day per month and then it turned into a day a week and then it turned into two days a week and it got to a point where now I was paying so I was paying her enough where it made sense to just bring her on full time. And so that's a good way that you can start out small with small commitments and bring somebody on. Another thing that I did was I joint venture on a deal by deal basis. I went to my attorney and I said, Hey, if instead of me paying $15,000 for a private placement memorandum and having to take on the responsibility of raising all this money and all this other stuff, how about I bring you in as an equity partner? I have a bunch of investors. Uh, if I hand them off to you, can you get all the paperwork doc documented, this and that, and all these other things? And then I have an in-house attorney on my team helping me out with all these different purchase and sale agreements and due diligence and all these other elements of doing the deal. And, um, and I gave him a little percentage of the equity uh, in the project. And I, and I didn't have to pay him out of pocket or put him on salary in order to do that. And I was able to attract an A player onto the team because of that. So there's a lot of different ways on, on doing that. You could pay a base salary and then give some sort of a profit share on top. Um, you could do this, this equity uh, joint venture partnership. You do fractional um, employees or part-time employees. 
And that was a way that I could kind of test out some people, see if I like doing a deal with them one time. And if I did, then I do another deal with them and then another deal and then another deal. And then eventually we would link arms and partner up uh, or they'd come on salary in my, in my organization. So that was a big, that was a big uh, component to, to building the team early on. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And also you're, you know, you're also good at raising capital or using creative financing stuff. Uh, for how exactly you did for big multifamily units? Yeah, I think I think from a, a raising money standpoint, you need to understand that first of all, people need to know what you do, right? Like if you're a uh, super secretive and you're not talking about it on a podcast, you're not talking about it on social media, you're not talking about it at you know over drinks with your friends or over dinner out with uh, with other couples and uh, at the kids' ball game. If you're not talking about this stuff, and you can do it in a way that does not come off as pretentious or, you know, offensive by talking about money, you can say, Hey, you know, I, I, I've been looking at look, investing in some apartment complexes. Do you have any experience in that? You know, what are you putting your money into? I'm looking for a better return. Started looking at some apartment complexes, you know, like, Hey, I, I, I'm looking at some apartment complex. I'm, I got some pretty good deals. Listen, man, if you want to come in and, and, and partner up passively on this thing, bring a couple of bucks. I think, uh, I think there's a, there might be some opportunities for us to build some wealth together. You know, and those are very nonchalant ways, um, are not offensive. They're just casual in conversation. And if you do not make it a big deal, it doesn't become a big deal. And it allows you to then just open up the door to conversations with people. And you would be amazed at how many people have access to capital that maybe you didn't think about. Maybe it's not cash in their bank account, but maybe it's a self-directed uh, retirement account, like a 401k or IRA, that's a self-directed component that they can invest in your project. Maybe it is cash in their personal account. Maybe it's cash in their business account. Maybe they know somebody who's looking for depreciation and looking for deals because they're making too much money right now because the economy is so good. If you're not out there talking to people about it, they don't know that they can invest with you. So that's number one, talk about it. Number two would be put yourself in the right rooms right? Who, what kind of people have money? Well, typically people who have money hang out at, you know, uh, let's call it golf clubs or uh, uh, cigar bars or wine, uh, um, wine tastings, or, or yeah, th there's countless places where people with money go and hang out. I would go and hang out there. I'd, I'd look to plug into um, real estate investor associations, landlord associations. There's countless real estate masterminds out there uh, and summits. Like I know that you, you have a, a summit uh, or just had a summit back in March. Get that Places like that are people who are actively looking to invest in real estate. Some of them are operators, active operators. Some of them are passive lenders. All you need to do is just put yourself in that environment and talk to people, tell them what you do, ask them about themselves, ask them what they do and get them talking and get their information and stay connected. You know, social media is an amazing, amazing place to talk about what you're doing and how you're doing it, and how you're structuring and interview your contractor and interview your insurance agent and interview your, your partners. And just by doing that on social media, you're conveying value and, and people are finding out what you're doing, how you're doing it. And they know now that they can invest in your projects. Yep. So true. And thank you for sharing that. Uh, would you share any of your best uh, real estate or multifamily experience so far? 
what has been my best experience in it? Yeah. Any best experience in real estate and multifamily journey? It's really um, helping see other people win on my team. Like, I love it. I love helping other people win, not only like on my team, but because I am so active on social media, which is, you know, how we got connected. Um, you know, I have, I have amazing people who have reached out to me and said, Hey, I love what you're doing. Can I invest in your project? Can I buy a project from, can I buy a deal from you? Can I invest in your deals? Uh, can I sell a deal to you? And like, there's people reaching out to me every single day. And, and there's people who've reached out and said, Hey, you need to coach. Can you coach? Can you teach me how to do this stuff? And so I do a little bit of that too. And that's really fulfilling to me. Uh, that gives me the biggest fulfillment out of anything that I do is, is helping other people see what the, what the potential is, right? See that they're, they don't have to stick to their, you know, nine to five day job and work for somebody else for 40 years in order to retire on less money than they couldn't already live off of, you know, like, like they can go and start buying real estate and, and picking up one or two properties a year, even if just doing it on that. And you do that for 20 years. And all of a sudden you got a portfolio of uh, 50 to a hundred different doors and uh, you've paid down principal and the property's appreciated in value. And, uh, you know, you're, you're uh, sitting on millions of dollars of equity in these projects right now where you're not subject to the government. You're not subject to some corporation to pay for your retirement. You are taking control of that. That's the kind of stuff that really gets me excited. Awesome. Awesome. And would you also share any of challenging experience so far? Oh man. I mean, there's, there's challenges every single day, but you need to realize that there's always obstacles and there's always opportunity. And I just focus on the opportunity. I know that there's going to be obstacles. You can complain about things. You can be worried about interest rates that just got hiked up by half a percent, or you can say, Hey, that's amazing that they didn't go up by three quarters of a percent. Like everybody was expecting, which is why the, the stock market uh, uh, actually went up with the, the Government said they were increasing interest rates, as crazy as that is. You know, it's, it's look for the opportunity. Guess what? That, that means sellers might be a little bit shaky. They might be a little bit worried that they're not going to get their price point anymore because as interest rates go up, cap rates go up, which means values come down. So that you can use that to your advantage in sourcing new opportunities and new deals. Uh, you know, so I, I just don't really focus on the difficult. There's always difficulties. Like I've, I've dealt with it. I've been burned by contractors and tenants and uh, uh, joint venture partners and judges that didn't favor, you know, um, our case. And we've had uh, lawsuits and buildings burned down and insurance companies, you know, not pay out. And I mean, that, that stuff always happens. But what, what's the opportunity? The opportunity is limitless income potential. The opportunity is building a financial fortress around your family that nothing can ever penetrate. You know, the opportunity is sending your kids to any school they want to go to and taking your family on vacations that people only dream about or read about in magazines. You know, it's, it's building hospitals and building libraries and helping others out who, who are in financial need. Like you can do all those things if you're willing to deal with the trouble and the obstacles, right? And you see the opportunity and really what the payout is. Retiring your spouse, retiring your parents, all those different kinds of things are available if you're willing to go through some of those pain points. And I can assure you it's worth it, right? It might not feel like it in the, in the time, but it always passes. All the difficulty passes. And uh, you know, what stays is, is the equity in your deals. So yeah, I just focus on the opportunity, not the obstacle. Awesome. Yeah. And what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? 
Oh my, uh, I'm actually, you know, people are always trying to grow their portfolio. I'm actually refining mine. I'm actually selling off a bunch of my properties that are in, you know, maybe like C-class properties or some of my smaller apartment buildings or things that are in more like tenant friendly areas that uh, are a headache for management or maybe joint venture partners that aren't carrying their weight. So like those kinds of properties, I'm actually reducing my portfolio. I'm, I'm adding by subtraction, right? Like I'm reducing a lot of those headaches and refining my portfolio to about 2000 of the best units that I have in my entire portfolio that I'm really, really excited about. And then we will go back into acquisition mode uh, later, later part of this year and, and build up a big portfolio of nice properties and the things that we really want to hold on to for the next 30, 40, 50 years. Awesome. Good luck with that. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Sure, sure. So any one advice that you have received have impact on you? Really what what changed my mindset forever is you are 100% responsible for you. You know, like you are where you are today based on the decisions that you have made, based on the, the podcast that you listened to or didn't listen to, based on the events you attended or didn't attend, the books that you read or the books that you did not read the people you hang around with or did not hang around with, the shows that you watched and didn't watch, right? Like all those decisions led you to where you are today in this place, right? That could be a good thing or a bad thing. If it's a bad thing, here's the, here's the optimistic part. You made those decisions to get you here. You can make new decisions to get you out of that, right? And if, if it's a good thing and you like where you are, then do more of that, right? Like good for you, pat you on the back, you're doing amazing. And, and, and help other people do it now, right? Like that taking 100% ownership and an ultimate responsibility for my life was very freeing because now other people couldn't dictate what my worth was or what I could accomplish or not accomplish. It's up to me, right? And I can go and put the, put the action steps in, in order to achieve at the level that I want to achieve and, and, and reach the goals that I want to reach. So take 100% ownership over your life and everything else will, uh, will fall into place. Cool. Yep. Any books that impacted your life and what way? Oh man. Yeah. There's, there's so many good books, you know, think and grow rich, how to win friends and influence people, the magic of thinking big, the power of positive thinking, richest man in Babylon. Like those are all like classic personal development books that have made huge impacts. Uh, not just me, many, many other people. One that, that, that not a lot of people mention is Jim Rohn, uh, the 12 pillars. That's an amazing book. Very easy read, just packed with profound principles on, uh, on, on success and philosophy and personal development. So uh, amazing, amazing books. Yep, agree. And how can listeners can connect with you, Tim? Yeah, I think, I think uh, social media. I'm very active on Facebook. I'm very active on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Legacy Wealth. And uh, yeah, I'm always trying to put out free, obviously, content and uh, putting out insights and going over things that are going on in my life and things going on in my businesses right now and uh, how we interact with all that stuff, lessons learned and all those kinds of things. So yeah, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm very active on there. And if you got any questions, feel free to reach out and uh, just send me a direct message. Sure. And thanks, Tim. Thanks for sharing your wisdom on team building and also capital raising. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Sure. 
Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP 360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.